All right, so best musical commercial, go. Best musical commercial, those are their thing. I hate musicals in general. Why yeah, would I was going to say... Bluebell Blue Bell Blue Country Bell. Day, yes. Yeah, have yourself a Bluebell Country Day. Yes, that is the best musical commercial. I also like... I mean, jingle, like jingle. Yeah, O'Reilly's is catchy, but I think Bluebell has got... Uh, by far they have the a full song, dude. It's really fun when you just replace most of the words with Bluebell. <laughs> Bluebell. Oh, what's what's that one that's a cereal? Harry, Larry, Jerry, Barry? That's Greenberry, dude. Yeah, that one. That's a good jingle, too. I like that one. That one's okay. a rare one. You don't hear that one often. Um, so for this podcast, we're reviewing jingles. We're doing yeah. a whole album of jingles. Welcome, everybody, to the Drunken Mustache Podcast. I'm nice. Logan. The man coming up with jingles over here is Ozzy. Give us another one, Ozzy. Oh, no. Uh... I'm not good at this. Don't put me on the spot <laughs> like this. I'm more. I'm good at reviewing oh, music. That's oh, about the oh, only good thing oh, I'm good at. Yeah, that's a good one. I didn't come up with that one. Don't sue me. And the one, the laid back person over here is Kevin. How's it going today, Kevin? Uh, another day in paradise, Logan. It's, it's a work day, you can tell. No, we haven't caught on fire yet, so that's a good start. I don't know. That's, a, I don't bad know that's a good start. Yeah, it depends on your point of view there. I mean, it probably would be the best. Could be like that guy that jumped onto the White House property and burned himself and died. Are you hear about that? Yeah. Guy set himself on fire. What a badass. He died. What a dumbass. I mean, if you survived, that would be cool. Well, he didn't leave a reason on why he did it, so that's why it's a little... Kind of pointless? It's a little much. A little much for me. I mean, usually people do that for political or... You know, reasons. Pretty extreme reasons. We We had somebody who got, like, fired, like... Without notice, in like a few days ago, like usually you got to shit on somebody's desk for that kind of action. We're talking about real fire, not like well, fire, fire. Oh, yeah, okay. we're talking about dude set himself on fire. I took not... it. I took it to a too real place. Is that what you're telling me? I think the guy that like we're talking about took it to a little real bit. <laughs> yes. All right, but uh, anyway, to th- this week we're going to start off by reviewing Lone Rider Brewing, and then we've got Good Thing by Leon Bridges. We've got uh, Mass Seduction by St. Vincent. Correct. And we've got Beer, Beer Bongs and Bentleys baby. by Post Malone. Ooh, what a, what a trio. I actually not nailed all the things. You did. You did. And, and you, you really you, thought you, you were going to Mass Education. Yeah, you actually had a chance to mess it up because there is an album called Mass Education, which is what we called it for a while, um, that she put out like six months later. I'm going to be honest. I listened to both, but the, I knew the other one existed. I just, uh, I, could, I kind of forgot I which imagine. one. Yeah, he just listened to both just to make sure he didn't mess it up. Yeah, this time. I, I, I was going to be very... I that album in acoustic. Yeah. We'll get to that later. It, yeah, it was very, very cat power-ish. I don't know. Yeah. But, as we always do, we'll start with the beer part of this. All right, so yeah, let's kick it off. Lone Rider Brewing. What did y'all think? Uh, Honestly, I've been to Lone Rider five or six times. Don't you have a buddy that works there? So, yeah, I've got a friend that works over there. She's not really thrilled with it anymore, but... uh, Really? uh, Does she do, like, PR stuff, or what does she do? She was the PR person there, and uh, she got a lot of... She she kind of had a hard time like working with her coworkers. She felt like she was putting, same. She felt like she was putting in a lot of effort, and she wasn't getting a lot of return on investment from everybody Shame. else. Lord. <laughs> so yeah, they're still putting in effort. Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of which is kind of awkward. Which is kind of awkward to say if she wasn't already looking. So yeah, don't listen to this one. Um, but yeah, you know she's. We'll edit that out. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. about Lone Rider itself. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Uh, I, I can kind of get where she's coming from, and I don't know how y'all feel about it because uh, honestly, I don't feel like they invest a ton in the location, and they kind of allow uh, follow a lot on word of mouth more so than putting in like a strong effort of like, you know, uh, show showing and uh, looking hmm. presentable. If that makes any sense, I guess yeah. I can see that because one of my biggest gripes with the places with the place itself was it felt like a hole in the wall bar. And most of their seating was outside. And, like, I feel like you're kind of right that they didn't invest in the brewery as a whole, kind of like the atmosphere and the aesthetic of it. They kind of just went, kind of focused on the beer and maybe just doing kind of like word of mouth, like a few people spread the word instead of, you know, maybe the new age of, like, spreading the word through, I don't know, social networking or stuff like that. And the other thing for me is I – this I will be okay with saying – Bartender there is kind of a bitch to anyone who's not a regular. So, like, she will, she typically, I don't know how y'all felt about that, typically, but uh, 
the couple of times I've been there, she will flat out ignore you if you're not a regular. Seriously? This time she was much better at it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if somebody. I can definitely her. see that regulars being a thing just because of how small it is. But I didn't. I didn't have an issue with it. I don't think I did. At yeah. least. I I'm, only ordered like two or three things, and it was pretty prompt. And I'm not sure if somebody gave her a talking to or what about that. But yeah, that's always been my issue. The location's not ideal. It's not a great showy kind of place. But hey, that's. Only half of what we're reviewing. Half of what we're reviewing is also the beer, and I think the beer is pretty damn good. Um, Kevin, you're more of a beer snob than I am, so do you care to elucidate us on your thoughts? Um, just overall, Lone Rider, for a brand that's been, a while, been around for so long and is very easy to get your hands on at like any grocery store, which is not something we see with some of the breweries that mm-hmm. we do, yeah. I do think that they're... Tap room is extremely small and underwhelming. Yeah. They, like, kind of half-assed to try to make it look like a stable or something like that. Like, you're walking into the OK Corral or something with the fence around it and the walk-in, which is a cool aesthetic, but you kind of have to have some room to back that up. Like, if it rained, all the people who were out there, which wasn't a whole lot, because I think we went during the week, it was like a Tuesday or something... They would have not fit into that tap room. It was yeah. pretty underwhelming. I, I, well, and I went there a few days beforehand for their actual 10th anniversary, and it did rain, and they couldn't fit everybody into the tap room. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah. And 10th so, anniversary, that's and I insane. Know they, I, know they got, I know they got the cash because if they're pumping out enough beer to can for probably the entire state, and they could have invested a little bit more time in the tap room. Well, that was a 10-year anniversary for that location, right? There's only one location. This is it. You're living it. Well, that's depressing. Yeah. Because I, I, I mean, I don't that's know too I'm much saying. about it. I do, yeah. When you put it in that, when you put it that way, 10 years. That's their only location. That is very unless they have yeah. just a manufacturing location that. Uh, no, people that don't, is, they don't have a tap room for. Yeah. That's that's all I know. Now they, they have honestly, they have separate tap rooms, but that's the only brewery they have. Right, and that's but that's it. their thing. Like this is North Carolina. You're surrounded by a bunch of other breweries who have invested a lot more into what you've done. And I mean, they still keep. They're obviously not going out of business, probably because of what Kevin was saying. You know, they price supply a lot of beer throughout the state, but. It's just, yeah, you think it would, early. yeah, because they've been on the scene early, they can invest more. You think that that room, that, you know, that whole brewery location would be a little bit nicer, I guess. Well, Not that it wasn't nice, it was just underwhelming. It really yeah, was. Yeah, it's kind of like, I went to uh, Duck Rabbit a while ago, and I thought for someone who's a fairly common name for North Carolina, their tap room was about as big as that. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty And they small. didn't even have their mainstay on tap. Which, it was a trailer, essentially. That's how small it yeah, was. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, and it was kind of. It's kind of sad for me. I feel like they're kind of using the mentality where they did get ahead uh, a while ago, and then they just kind of let it get out of. Uh, they kind of ghosted. They, well, I think they know because they're so far ahead. They're letting it get in their minds that it's like, oh, we're. In fact, that was part of their tour. They're like, we're one of the top. Uh, 50 brewing companies as far as what we put out right and i'm like that's great but if i was just looking at this place on the outside i wouldn't think it was like top 100 i would right. think it was like maybe in the 500 or so something. yeah you you went on a tour what did you think of like the insider stuff that you got because you you won a contest to go like behind the scenes right um i don't so i don't want to say anything too bad because i haven't been to like the behind the scenes at a lot of breweries mm-hmm. but I mean, they claimed it was one of the biggest, uh, like I said, they claimed it was one of the biggest uh, brewing and uh, as far as putting out product in the, in, uh, the country, really. Um, but I didn't feel that. It felt very small. It felt very cramped. It didn't seem all that clean. They only had canning, which is fine. Kevin can tell you that that's not that unusual. Um, Most people can now. It's Bottles are hard to find unless you're doing sours or something like that. Right. Uh, but it was it was just kind of underwhelming. And it was very... They had like 30 people on that tour. And we had trouble just moving around in there that was so cramped together. Really? Yeah. Um, they got all that space for all the brewing they're doing. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, and then... Uh, I mean, it makes sense. I mean... Again, I'm just kind of like, this was probably, of the places we've been to, this is probably the worst location we've been to thus far. Uh, Now that, again, we haven't even talked about the beer yet. 
Trophy but, was pretty small. But yeah, tro- but trophy's trophy. trophy I mean, you're not, they, you're have, not, oh, they also have three locations. They also have food, which Lone Rider did mm-hmm. not have. That is true, yeah. So it really does feel like they're kind of behind on the times, kind of. Like kind of, kind of you're saying, they didn't kind of keep up with it. And I don't know if that's because they're so established and, like you said, they just yeah. kind of let it go. Because trophy, uh, trophy, despite being what it was, was also kind of like half a restaurant and, like, they do their own thing and they have three locations. This is, like, this is their one brewing location. They do have other tap rooms. We talked about that. And, honestly, the uh, the workers don't exactly blow me away either, but that's a whole other set of things. That's, yeah. I mean, I didn't have any issues with the bartender when I was there. I've had much worse bartenders before in my lifetime. She was polite compared to some of the people I've had to deal with. But um, uh, that being said, I want to move into the beer. Um, and a good segue is that how big that they've become and how prevalent that they are. I think they are pretty average beer. They're not necessarily bad beers, but they're not the best beers. And I think what has to do with that is that they've become such a big brand that they want to appease the masses. And, um, like, I remember, it's been at least eight years since I had Sweet Josie for, like, the first time. And that beer used to be, like awesome like off the chain it had a lot more flavor than it does now i think it's honestly gone a little bit to the wayside it's a little bit more light than it used to be like you can see some changes from the old sweet josie and now and um they don't experiment a whole lot now i don't dislike a lot of their beers they're all hitting a pretty you know they're they're hitting a i could drink i'm drinking addy's revenge right now and i'm not i don't hate it it's not blowing my socks off like Burial was, but I mean, their beers, they have like like six or seven different IPAs, and they all end up tasting about the same. Well, I guess my thing is they kind of fall back to the two big ones that I see, um, which is if you go anywhere, you can find Shotgun Betty and you can find Sweet Josie, is what it seems like. Yeah. Now, uh, obviously, they've got a lot of IPAs, and they do have a few experimental beers. I really like the Pistols at Dawn, which was their breakfast or... They call it a brunch stout. It's a breakfast stout. Whatever. Yeah, but I think that's just seasonal. I think it's experimental. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I think Dead Eye Jack is seasonal. And that's, it is. That one's pretty good. Um, Magnificent 77, which came out for their seventh anniversary. That one was ridiculous. But those, you don't see those in stores. Those are just kind of like what they have, you know. I think that goes back to what you said, Kevin, is they know what sells, to the masses, yeah, and they don't really go out much anymore on a limb. Well, yeah. and then then you have this tap room that's like super small, and I'm gonna go back to um, a trophy example. Uh, it's a smaller tap room, and that one small tap room, they have like one or two of their regular beers, and the rest are experimental. You had like four out of ten ex- uh, experimental beers. At this Lone Rider place, and everything else was just kind of like their regular stuff. Well, and even one of the experimental beers was really just the Sweet Josie, and they added peanuts to it. That's experimental. I'm okay with that. Okay. I'm okay with that because they they took the time to take some beer that they could have sold somewhere else and added an extra flavor to it to see how it would be, and then sold it. You also got to realize the aesthetic of the place. I mean, maybe it's all how how they're advertising the place because, you know, like you said, it seems like a lot of regulars, not a lot of... Like, huge groups are coming into it, like, like it's the new thing. So why cater to bring in new people when you have a solid amount of people coming in because they like the stuff that you've always done? I mean, they're not doing a ton of experimental stuff, and maybe that's because they don't see a need for it, right? If I wanted something I can get at the store, I'll just go get it at the store. Oh, that's fine. I'm just saying, like, that's, that's their study. That's their thing. I mean, right. maybe, maybe that's what they're shooting for. They know that they'll sell out of this stuff or sell well and why change why you know well reinvent I, the wheel and i do feel that way about lone rider where it's like i don't think they're really a bad beer it's not a beer i'm gonna go out of my way to be like yes this is my beer but i can see this this is a good weekend beer it's kind of like a land shark or something like yeah, that. yeah it's kind of one of those beers that like if it's the only thing on the menu like i'd go to that i'd be like yeah well let me get a sweet josie or let me get 
Like if there's nothing else on it, and like, and I wouldn't be upset with ordering that. Well, it's, but it's, it's not really my go-to. Like you're saying, I wouldn't even get it at the store. It's not even. If there's something any I'll other competition. At. It's not right. It's not something. It's like it's just different enough for yeah. me to be like, I would rather have that than Budweiser. But oh, it's, it's well, definitely, that's definitely not. That's definitely yeah, true. but it's not. It's not going to set me and apart. I mean, I like, will say that you know the beers that I had when I went there, I. I wasn't upset. I mean, I had they were good beers. You know, I, I was like, okay, I paid five, six dollars for this. I'm not upset, but I have had better. I have had better experiences with better beers. So that's just kind of the overall aesthetic that I got from the beers and the place. Honestly, I'm gonna throw this out there as a quick gripe. We looked on their website before we went, and on their website on tap, it said that they had an experimental IPA that had. Um, what was it like lemon zest watermelon and mango yeah and we were, we were hyped about that we got there it didn't exist uh we went to Lidl like the next week and we were looking at their beers and i noticed one had the same ingredients because watermelon oh, right. kind of stands out right it's their brewery that they sold to Lidl, which i'm okay with you can do that if you want but make enough to where you can sell it on your own taps and then sell it to Lidl because I got like I mean I'm not super complaining because I got a six pack for five dollars instead of paying five dollars for a pint. Right. Um, but I mean like how are you gonna sell off an entire experimental batch to somebody else and not have it at your tap room? I, and that's just kind of lame. Yeah, it's just maybe it's just a different crew that they could have made more money. I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. It's just not our brewery. It's just not ours. This is definitely not. I mean, I, I like to see something exciting. I like to go to a brewery and see, like, oh, man, we did this one beer. Like, it, you don't have to do it often, but just the fact that something different is on the, you know, the menu and it's something exciting and, you know, I didn't get that from this place. Well, right? it sucks because it's like I really – I don't really have a problem with any of the beer. It's just that they – yeah, you know, it is what it is. They don't really seem to put a lot of effort into it, and they're just kind of happy to be with where they're at. And like you said, if that's the way you're going to be, I'm probably not going to make an effort to come back. So it's the light beer of craft beer. So it's so the I think the big difference between like this and Trophy because like Trophy we also thought the beers were pretty average, right? Yeah, yeah. But every time we were talking about Trophy, would also be like we would also kind of defend it a little bit. With this one, we just talk shit about it. Well, I mean, Trophy also had a lot going for it with the food. It had a it had a fair number of experimental beers. They had everything on tap that they said was going to be on tap. Yeah. I don't know if this was an outlier. Uh, based on the number of times I've been there, I'm going to say it's not. But like, yeah, Lone Rider just also at least like at least Trophy tried in a way sometimes and it fails. I mean, I'd rather you try something and fail at it and me say, well, at least you know you tried. Here, I feel like they didn't really go up and beyond. They kind of met the par, really. Yeah, I mean, our I think with where we're at, based on all of the reviews, is probably the worst one we've been to so far. And I don't really want to. I mean, again, I don't want to deter people from going because it is. I mean, it was a cool place to go. I mean, we were okay. sitting outside, and you know, it was fine. It's it's not like it's terrible beer. It wasn't a terrible experience overall. I just don't think it's our scene. I really don't think it's what we like yeah. to do go to for as a brewery. I really I, think there is people. That kind of enjoy that and want to go that to that, and that's fine. But it's not a brewery that I would say no one go to is not good. Well, I'm I'm not going to say don't drink their beer. I think their beer is fine. Um, if you're asking me, do you should I go check out the brewery if I'm in Raleigh for a weekend? No, I'm going to tell you no. Oh uh, no, yeah. I'm going to say fair to Lowe's and pick up a six pack if you want to know what it's like. Even then, there's still a handful of people. I, I well, would and also, also like we didn't even mention this. Place is right underneath the airport, so it's outside, <laughs> and there's a planes flying overhead every like. 10 that didn't bother me. I, I live underneath planes <laughs> taking off. That's true. That didn't really bother me, but yeah, it is not an ideal location. Yeah, so uh, I mean, I'm, I, again, I was I, really surprised when you told me that is the only location in like their so only. What I know about that blows my mind. Again, it's got tap rooms elsewhere, but that's the only brewing location. Yes, that's insane. Um, but anyway, so. Uh, I guess that's going to wrap up our talk about Lone Rider. I, I, I wish I had something positive to say, that, but I guess... That Lidl beer was good. So <laughs> oh, yeah, that Lidl beer was awesome. The one that was by Wild West Brews in North Raleigh, North Carolina. 
Yeah, if you, if you can find that beer in Lidl, definitely buy it. It's Tropical Hypnotic Beast. I yeah, think, at most it's like $6, and you could probably get it for like $5 if it's yeah, on sale. I got sale. three six-packs of that because it was super cheap. It was pretty good. We had it while we were playing disc golf. Yeah, that was solid. the best beer that I've ever had by Lone Rider. Other than the Imperial South we had, that was good too. Oh yeah, which was what? Lone well, we Rice. can't say that one was no, good. No, it was something else. It was bourbon barrel aged. Yeah, it was... Uh, something. They had, they had the regular one. Yeah, they had the regular one and then they had the bourbon barrel. Oh, barrel. that was the Pistols of Dawn. Yeah. yeah, it was the Pistols of Dawn. Then. Oh, I think so, and I did like it too. What I don't know. But uh, yeah, uh, so basically drink the beer. Tr- Buy the make, beer at Lowe's and don't worry about going. Don't worry about the brewery, yeah. Uh, well, we just lost our Lone Rider sponsorship. Oh, well. What are we going to do? Uh, Maybe next... Mario will pick us up. Oh, Oof. that would be awesome. One could hope. I yeah. saw Chris Simmons with a burial t-shirt on the other day. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Probably had a jacket and some jeans on, too. He did. Uh, so, I guess next up, let's start with our music reviews. We got First off, we got Leon Bridges Yeah. Uh, with Good Thing. So, that was my pick. Um, well, the R&B, mainly I picked R&B because I really wanted to listen to Leon Bridges because... I've heard of him before. I've heard some of his music. He's kind of like a neo-soul kind of old-school well, R&B and artist. It's been a while since we've done this, but this is part of our throwback to the Grammys and who won and who Correct. lost. Correct, yes. So, probably update for people you guys. who have been keeping up with us not putting out a podcast the eight, the, for the past two months. Yeah, the eight stuff, people stuff from happens. Europe. Yeah, life has been really busy. But, yeah, this is the continuation of the Grammys. These are kind of the runner-up uh, yeah. Awards, People. yeah, and honestly, I think these or, are the the best of the group of the runners up. So, well, we wouldn't. Or know, some we of them. I didn't watch. The but so this is them. so Liam Bridges was essentially the runner up for uh, best R and B. Best R and B, which her won with her her album. To. Uh, I, yeah, I, the one that you didn't listen to, correct? Yeah, which I will say, compared to nothing, I did think Leon Bridges was better. But <laughs> here's here's a sample of well, good. good. Here's a sample of the song "Bad Bad News" off Leon Bridges' album "Good Thing." So yeah, that was uh, Leon Bridges. He is a um, from Atlanta. He's 29 years old, and uh, like I said, he's he's got that whole aesthetic of like old kind of soul feel to him. Kind of like he was born in the wrong decade, and you're like listening to you know 80s music, 70s music. Um, I've heard of him before. I've listened to some of his stuff, and I kind of like the you know the feel of it, the uh, old school feel to it. And um, as a whole, I really like this album. I think. Um, as an R&B album that it was nominated for. I think it was a great R&B album because it kept me entertained throughout the whole thing. It was short. It was 10 tracks, so I didn't feel like it was long like I thought the Her album was. Um, And I don't really want to compare the two, but um, I think that this was short and sweet, and every other track felt like I was being entertained. I didn't feel like a lull in the album, even though there were songs that I didn't necessarily like. Um, I can think of like one or two that just seemed kind of just kind of generic, nothing special. But I feel like every other song was, he put in a, kind of like a soul feel to it, very kind of unique and kind of like a poppy feel at the same time. So I like I like most of it for sure. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this album. I w- this is an album I would at least listen to uh, again. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was pleasantly surprised because of the length. Like we had talked about this uh, before, how some of these R&B albums go on and on. And yeah, on. they can feel droning for this, sure. This one was... Very short. I listened to it on the way to work, and it was about thirty-five minutes, and it was done. So yeah. I was like, so I was surprised by how quickly I went over. But every song was pretty unique. Uh, I mean, there were a few that kind of had the same similar beats, but that's not too unusual. I think uh, he did a good job of varying it up, and his vocals really mixed well. Oh with yeah, the yeah. sound that he was carrying. I definitely like him as a vocalist. He's a uh... He sings well, um, and I can say that I think he plays. I think he plays most some of the instruments on the uh, 
on the uh, album, so it's pretty cool to hear the different kind of, like you were saying, there was a variety to it, you know. Sometimes we'd get kind of slow, you know, smooth, kind of almost jazz feel, and then sometimes we get upbeat, kind of almost hip-hop slash poppy stuff. So I think it was a good mix. Well, um, and I did. he did what I like with a lot of R&B and jazz music, which is he didn't try to overwhelm you with the sound. He kind of kept it to a few instruments, played them at a good tempo. Right, right. And just... And that let that sound make it, and I really enjoyed that yeah. part of it. Let's see. Uh, so, Kevin, I know you had some minor difficulties listening to our albums this week. Uh, no, just the one. Oh, so um, you you listened to this one in its entirety? Yeah, luckily. Yeah, That's yeah, good. yeah. I don't know. YouTube's trying to sell music now or some shit like that, so I couldn't listen to all of uh, Post Malone's album. But uh, this one, I uh, I enjoyed. Honestly, I'd probably put it over her. After oh, listening yes. to it, I for would sure. Put it over this one's a little bit more um, laid back. Uh, like you guys, it, it didn't like draw, like drone on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, it just kind of had a smooth feel, like I like I normally do. I listen to it in the background, so you know. Uh, I was doing some work today, and I put it on the back, and it was nice. It was you know soothing. It's almost like uh, elevator music in some of the songs, so it's kind of like very good to sit in the background. I had, you know, I had a good, nice, slow jazz feel to mm-hmm. it in, in, in some of the songs, and I appreciate that kind of music. It kind of chills me out, and then uh, yeah. some of them, he, he went a little little harder on them, uh, a little more fast tempo, but yeah. still kept that kind of solely vibe to it. And that kind of, like, draws you out of the whole, like I said, it kind of keeps you from having that regular R&B, like, drone. It kind of brings you up, and like, oh, okay, yeah. this kind of uh, wakes you up. It was good. I, I would have counted as some sort of like slow jazz yeah. know, closest for me. I don't listen to a whole lot of R and B, but it was uh, it was really good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I definitely will say that. Um, I I would definitely put it over the her album personally. I oh, think it because same. of the variety and because of the uh, the the fact that he had his the brevity of it. It was just short and straight. Like I said, it didn't have, 26 it didn't have like twenty songs. I know that the her album was compilation, so you know whatever that may be. You know this was good and sweet and simple. There's a lot of highlights on this tr- on this album. I'm trying to think of the songs that I really liked that stood out to me. Um, I think the main ones. There was one in there that was. Uh, what's it called? I'm gonna have to look it up. Um, uh, oh, the first song, "The Bet Ain't Worth the Hand," which it was kind of talking. It's, it's it's a good start off to the album where he kind of starts talking about how. I think he's talking about how he has to go on the road or he has you know a, has a very dynamic life because he's a musician. And he's talking about how the bet ain't worth the hand, pretty much saying that me investing in a relationship isn't worth the product of my lifestyle and, you know, this woman who isn't going to continue on the road with me. So it was just kind of a, like, clever line when you think about the bet ain't worth the hand, you think about, like, playing cards. But he's saying, you know, me investing in a relationship isn't worth it if the end product isn't what I want it to be. So I kind of like that, that song. I know you had a lot of stuff that you liked about this album, but I actually wanted to give you a floor to talk about your crazy conspiracy theory. Like, turn, us, want... turn us into a conspiracy no, theory No, okay, podcast. so, like, I, <laughs> I really podcast had... A, with the conspiracy theory podcast. Every podcast is a conspiracy theory podcast. Big, Bigfoot's real. Uh, That's true. No, I, I personally still think that the Grammys went overboard with the whole feminist thing and gave a lot of females... Not that they didn't deserve it. A lot of females do deserve the Grammys that they won... But I feel like the whole female act was very pushed this year in the Grammys, not just in the awards, but also in the let's give all the females the, you know, the floor to perform. Like it wasn't balanced, and I felt like they made it up. They did that because they got these bad. Uh, I think like the. Amazon. No, the <laughs> the Grammy like CEO or the Grammy like um, I guess. I don't know what he's called. He's like a president or whatever. Yeah. He essentially made remarks about how there's not enough women that would win Grammys, and everyone was pissed off, like, "Oh, how could you say that?" And was you know, not enough women that would win Grammys. Well, it's I mean, it's somewhat true because males do have more accessibility in music than females, unfortunately. Well, and right now there's more out there. And it's there's more what, out there, so I think that's what he was going for. But I think they kind of like try to double back and say, "Oh no, you know, we want to empower women, which is great," but then. Like I feel like they kind of like pedaled to the and metal Beck too much. Still won. So yeah, Beck was the only outlier, but the rest of them, it was just like this album. I don't think sh- I think this album should have beat her. And okay. I, and then they made let her perform. I think it's a conspiracy. You can call me a sexist, but that's just me. 
Well, I think it also is a conspiracy because Casey Musgraves is actually a lizard person, but they don't talk about that. No, that that was actually a, a Skyrim one. So it was actually a Skyrim ad because you know she's a lizard person, so that's why. So what's his name got us again? I thought someone had passed out and woke up in the back. I think we were about Finally, to. Finally, you're awake. Finally, you're awake. But anyway, y'all, y'all thought like, y'all were listening to a podcast, but actually you've been playing Skyrim the whole time. Well, I mean, what do you know? Got ambushed by the, by the Imperials. Oh, no. But yeah, this album I did like. Uh, I will say there was one song that actually I very much disliked. It was the song Lions. In the, in the like chorus, he says something about... He just kind of like... He's singing and then he says, Lions go rah rah. That was the most <laughs> idiotic thing I've ever heard. Like I just didn't... He, he just goes, Lions, rah rah. Like, what? A lot. Excuse you me? haven't listened to anything worse than that? We listen to Dandy Warhol. I'd rather listen to Beautiful Boobies. Same. <laughs> we're we're going to get to Beautiful Boobies in a second. I, I just didn't get that song. I mean... Yeah, I didn't get of, it. That was, and it was in the middle, so that kind of like shifted. I was just kind of like, uh, I skipped that one. A lot time. of the songs were very relatable. That was my favorite was, part. Well, I don't know about you. Like, I, don't. I, didn't, I didn't really listen to the lyrics a whole lot. Once again, it was in the background like normal. This is the uh, standard There you go. The standard, the standard Kevin listening. Review. Last uh, minute I have background. no idea what any of the song titles are. I just know about how they went. Most of them had to deal with women, relationships, and... Oh, there was one that I actually did really like. Oh, man. Um, there was one where he was talking about how he thinks this girl that he's with could be the one. And he's talking about her in the first stanza. In the second stanza, he tells... He's talking to his mom about how she would be... The second verse. Excuse me. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yes, that, music. That's technically all songs. True. Are it's called Beyond. But then in the second verse, he talks to he's talking to his mom about how she would be great, how she should meet her, how her how their grandma would love her. And I thought it was cool how he switched it up and he was like kind of almost writing it to his mom about his girlfriend or fiance or whatever. So that was a cool song. It's called Beyond. That's probably my favorite. All right. Well, as much as I would love to let you talk about this all day, we got to get to beautiful boobies. True, we do. So. That's, Next up, we've got the second place or runner-up for uh, album of the year, album of the album year of the behind year. Casey Musgraves. Uh, no, I'm going to screw it up now. Damn it. Uh, is it Golden? Is it Golden Flowers? Golden Hour. Golden Hour, okay. Though you could have gone with a worse Well, because you keep using that term, damn it. Uh, but yeah. anyway, uh, this, is, uh, a sam- this is a sample of the song Spoil My Night. Off the album Beer Bongs and Bentleys by Post Malone. Featuring Swaylay. And uh, this is starts off with my, our favorite lyric on the whole album. Post alone, you love to hate them and you hate to love them. Actually, this, yes, that is very true. This one was blocked by. Uh, oh, YouTube. dude, you missed out on this song though. This was so if if you liked that that clip, that's what you're going to get on the entire album, pretty much. Did you did you get to listen to Zach and Codeine, which was another great reference to the great life of Zach and Codeine? Oh yeah, he's talking about doing drugs and it's sweet. How he's doing it in a hotel. Sweet Jesus. Yes! <laughs> Sweet Josie is what you meant to say. <laughs> but yes, that was actually... I, we thought it was hilarious because we were sitting in the car listening to it. And my sister, who was with us at the time, she goes, He's talking about Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. And me and Logan just go, Oh, damn it! He got us. Like, he's talking about Sweet Life of Zach. Like I said, you know, he's doing drugs. It's sweet. He's in a hotel. You know, Zach and Codeine really is what he's talking about. So can't wait to see what he does for iCarly. Ooh, yes. That, if he keeps doing sick. shows, what's what's after that? What's so Zach and Cody? Even though that's a different network, uh, right? That's Netflix. That's a Nickelodeon. Something in Cat. He did. Cat Dog. Um, he made a lot of references that shocked me. I was I was kind of caught off guard. He did Static Shock. Oh uh, no, that would have been. He was on the Spider Man movie soundtrack. Shock. Yeah, he was system. actually. But uh, yeah, so like I said, if that's aesthetic that you got from that one clip you like that that's pretty much the entire album i will say that you know you have a few exceptions this this album is actually really long too uh, that was my, one of my major gripes 
But you had a couple songs. That's good. What? I said I only listened to half of it. It was good. Yeah, I mean, I honestly <laughs> thought I was honestly surprised because so Post Malone gets a lot of negative. Um, I guess. Uh, What's it called? He's has got a, a bad rep. He's got a bad rep because, A, he's white in a majority black, um, you know, genre. He, if you have seen him, he looks rough. He doesn't look like someone you would take seriously. It's kind of like... Got uh, a lot of face tattoos. It's kind of like Riff Raff. You don't really take him seriously because he doesn't really take himself seriously. Well, he even talks about it on this album where he's like, people just say I'm all fake and I'm a poser and like... But yeah, he, because... Because you kind of are, man. <laughs> but he's he's not. I mean, he is. He's kind of fake. Nominated for album of the year, he's not a poser. Well, the the thing with the album of the year, I can see why it was nominated because a lot of the songs felt like singles. A lot of them were very generic, very poppy, good to listen to. Had a wonderful chorus. I will give him that. He knows how to make a chorus. Like I will sing along to half of these songs because the chorus is great, the melodies are great, and that's probably why he got nominated. But. You know, there are some, still some gripes with it, obviously. Well, the part that hit me was, for an album called Beer Bongs and Bentleys, I don't know how many times I've whined about this, but the whole back half of the album was incredibly depressing. I was like, yeah. what the hell did I watch? I don't know into? if you listened to the Jonestown interlude, because that wasn't depressing at all. Yeah. It was in the background, so the lyrics okay. didn't hit. Oh, he was talking about drinking So I basically cola, just got the whole... Okay. Yeah. The entire time. So. Yeah, and he had a couple songs on there that were kind of out of left field... Not only stylistically, but also lyrically, like you said. Um, there was one in there where I thought I was listening to Linkin Park. It was just like a completely different vibe. I was like, this is not what I signed up for when you know when I was thinking that I was listening to oh, Beer Bongs and Bellas. Not that it was bad. It was just kind of out of place. Well, and I'm not necessarily saying the songs were bad, but I do get why people don't like him. His lyrics are very clever. He's very smart. Um, but... He's kind of all over the place between trying to act like a real like rapper slash gangster to just kind of, yeah, you know. That is just, true. To just a toying around. Rapper. To just toying around with like, oh yeah, you know, she's got beautiful boobies, Zach and Codeine. Like, you know, who the hell is going to rap? Who has a, like, Eminem's not going to rap about the sweet life of Zach and Cody, you know? That's just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, he already has a lot going against him, kind of like all the things we said earlier, but you're right. There are songs that are kind of on, you know, he talks about rock, rock Star, which is one of the main singles. He talks about how, you know, he has this rock star kind of like lifestyle, which I, I can probably uh, believe because how hard is it when you've got money, you've got fame, all you got to do is buy drugs and hang out with people and have parties. It's not hard to be a yeah. rock star. But then he goes on and like, he has other songs where he talks about like putting people in body bags, like... I've seen Post Malone. I'm pretty sure I could take him one on one. I don't, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't carry a gun. Um, yeah. So it's just like it's hard to take That's him like seriously. Pretty sure, probably, probably want to be worried about. But. Yeah, that is true. He is white. It is easier to have a gun on you when you're white. How old is he? He's twenty something. He's young. Post is he younger than us? Uh, is he young see. enough to have watched The Sweet Life and Jack? Uh, oh yeah, no. That, that's the thing with him. He's exactly he's right. this new generation of rappers that he's just too are just white. young. You can't, can't not talk about stuff like that. Was this a, was also a different guy or was he singing about Majin Buu? No, that was no, that guys. was Denzel Curry. There, okay, I'm okay. telling you, there's a lot of these younger rappers who. What, that basketball player? <laughs> Majin Buu. Uh, that's Post Malone. He's younger than us. 1995. He's like. So he probably watched it. He did. He's 24 years old. Yeah. Yeah. He's like he, little dicky. So it makes sense. Yeah. To be a I mean, hard-ass rapper. Yeah, it's kind of that that, that like weird like well, vibe you get from again. Her. It's just hard to take you seriously when you grew up and it's like, yeah, but I was good watching Disney Channel and just you know it's like man, what Disney the Channel hell? don't come on regular cable. Oh my gosh, you had to pay for that. That is true. Shit. He grew up in Syracuse, New York, not New York, New York, Syracuse, New York. Yeah, um, it's pronounced. Syracuse. Oh my god. Alright, whatever. But anyway. I mean there were I mean Jeez. I do I do like the singles that came out on the radio, like Rockstar and Psycho, like they're the content isn't exactly like now? the best. Yeah, you better now. That's not on this album, but that I've is heard that. Yeah, I've that's heard a, that it's catchy, that. it's good, you know, it's like again, his choruses are great. Every time I hear them it's just like I wanna sing along. And the other day we were listening to this album and you can hear his influences a lot you know he's he's somebody who grew up on kanye west you can hear a lot of that auto-tune because that's all he pretty much uses is auto-tune which is a shame too because he's got a great voice he surprisingly does who does he well i mean for a rapper conspiracy theory right now it's all auto-tune well for a rapper he actually does he i mean he has songs on here where 
Okay. He has songs on here where he tones down the autotune. You can actually hear what he sounds like, and it's not bad. I've seen live performances of him where he like actually plays guitar because he does play guitar, and it's surprisingly good. Like you actually question why he uses it so much, but he uses it so much because he knows people love it. Like yeah, it's the he style. plays he plays the style. I mean, he's he's, he's pretty much. And know, I mean, even those it. lyrics. I mean, there's something that we enjoyed the hell out of, even though probably doesn't make him look straight gangster or anything. That's yeah. true. And people, mock him, people mock him for it, but people eat it up at the same time. He exactly. knows the general public will eat it up. And again, exactly why he was nominated for Album of the Year. But I would say overall, I did. I really liked this album. I was shocked. One of the things I saw on Metacritic is, uh, I guess before I listened to it, was the people gave this like a rating in the 50s, and then the reviewers or the uh, actual critics... critics. Gave it like ratings in the low, low to mid seventies. Yeah, and I can see that because again, the general public or the you know the general hip hop slash rap for genre. Yeah, he's he's ahead of his time. You know, born in the wrong decade. He's he's a lyrical genius. No, I mean I just think people don't take him seriously, so they downvote him for that. Good lord. Um, but critics <laughs> critics see that he was going for something different because like on those like I said he has songs on there with like more acoustic like kind of out of left field, and it's refreshing to hear that. Maybe the execution wasn't done the best, but at least he did something different. I don't know. So. By listening, by not paying attention to the lyrics that much, I would put this over Casey Musgraves, mostly because I hate country. Oof! Wow, I could definitely not do that. Never, never. I'm sorry. I, I mean, this album was actually not bad, and I would probably listen to some of these songs because I like, you know, some of the songs. But I bought the Casey Musgraves album, and I'll listen to that every day. I was just terrible. I hate country oh, I music. I, I, love I can that see. Album. I think we had this conversation too, but I can see totally see why this was nominated. Um, but I'm not shocked that it didn't win. Right. Um, and I think it was because if you split this into two separate albums, it probably would do better. For sure. But because it was a whole thing, it was just so all over the place. Yeah. If you just listen to half of it, it's good. Oh, no. will pro- you're probably Kevin, right. Kevin you probably got the better of it, half of it. Because it was, it one of my major gripes is it was way too long. Like, there was just songs on there that didn't make sense that you could have cut out, and you would have enjoyed it more. So this Kevin probably got the... the uh, the what's it called abbreviated better version Kevin, Kevin. Well, I, well I listen to all the songs that people don't really want to listen to I guess because the ones that people want to listen to you'd have to oh. pay to see or whatever so I probably so listen good to the bad yeah I the good the, the B the B side and it was still pretty good yeah I just, so I will I do not get the Post Malone hate when you think when you actually listen to it you're like okay so it's not bad but I mean that's just me I don't have a problem, but yeah, uh, I can see why it was nominated. I can also see why it didn't quite make the cut. But anyway, all right. Next up on the list, "Mass Seduction" by Saint Vincent. So, Saint Kevin, Vincent. this was uh, your your pick. What was? Can you give us some background? Uh, I guess I mean it was a runner-up for best alternative album. We did Beck's Colors. Yes. Uh, last time, that's what won the thing, and I don't know. I just kind of threw a dart and. I guess yeah. and the other listen to Saint Vincent. I mean, and the other ones were Arctic Monkeys and Saint B- or Bjork or whatever his name. I wasn't Bjork. listening to Bjork. Yeah, I wasn't gonna listen to Bjork either. Well, and Arctic Monkeys is kind of a safe play. Honestly, I thought I thought you were kind of gonna be like, well, it's got a picture of her ass on the album cover, so yeah, I was I just look like, at that album cover. I didn't know it had it until today. Okay, well, if you say so, uh, I could see why you would pick that though. I mean, come on. Anyway, that's the deluxe version. Oh, uh, okay. Well, here's a clip from the title song, Mass Seduction by St. Vincent. first listen with this album i wasn't a fan but after listening to it a couple times i like some of her songs a lot and i guess some of my gripes are it's just kind of all over the place i i liked so i listened to both albums again 
We're not um, listening to Mass Education. We're listening to Mass Seduction. I liked Mass Education more than I liked Mass Seduction. I can't Seduction. imagine this as an acoustic. Yeah. It's it, got to be so shit. The vocals very much carry it. It's all piano. The vocals oh, carry it. No. Oh, Those are the no. worst songs. I will say, the songs where she was like, like stripped back, like I just, I don't know if I really liked them that much. Like, um, Happy Birthday, Johnny. That one was, nah, I could pass on that. Uh, yeah, I could pass on it. Like, I liked lyrically what she was going for. She's, you know, it was, you know, it's kind of a sentimental song. That's cool. But I just didn't like her singing. Not that she sings bad. It's just kind of a weird, weird vibe. I don't know. I don't know. The lyrics. Yeah, I think mostly that, just that one song. The rest of them I enjoyed in yeah. terms of singing. But... Well, a lot of them were upbeat. Except the last two. The last two were real slow and I didn't like those either. I, I just I wish I could have pulled a Kevin on this one because I didn't like the lyrics very much at all. Really? I wish I could have just been like, I want to listen to the actual sound of what's going on and not listen to. I didn't really have a problem with her vocals. Just the lyrics bugged me so oh, much because really? I kept trying to think about like, what the hell is this song about? Yeah, it's, I it's, have no. Sometimes idea. Sometimes it's kind of hard what she's going for, and sometimes it's pretty straightforward. Like the song "Pills," she's obviously talking about well, pills. Like the man. chorus is literally saying, "There's pills for everything." Like. She's just kind of talking about that. Um, and then sometimes she's Sugar Boy. I did not understand that song. No. I didn't care to understand that song because, like, musically, it, I think it sounded awful. It was just kind of all over the place and harsh. Um, but then she had more straightforward songs like Los Angeles and uh, New York, which were two of my, I think, my favorite songs. Los Angeles is my favorite one because she's just kind of talking about um, a mixture of things, whether it's, you know, fame, fortune, or kind of your, 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 I guess your dignity when it comes to a place like Los Angeles and you know how that's seen as you know the, I don't know the um, superficial mecca of the world, right? Gotcha. Um, so yeah. that was kind of an interesting song. I really liked that song, Los Angeles. I, I had a few songs I liked, but I mean for the most part, if this was the competition, I can see why Beck won. I mean, uh, definitely. Honestly, I think this is better than Beck. Really? Yeah. That's a false statement. I, I mean, I. That's why I said I think this is better than Beck. I, I think this why had did better. I told you that that was not a factual argument. I think this had better highlights. I mean, I think overall, I don't really like either one of them, but this had better highlights. Her good songs on here, she's I really like. Because it's so kind for us. Okay, <laughs> she's not as cool as Beck. Okay, we get it, but I think she made a better album than Beck. Um, <laughs> She doesn't have a Bectionary, Kevin. Chill the and fuck I thought, out. And I thought this was more alternative. Like, it really was. There were songs on here that I was like, man, this is just kind of a little out there, which I want. You know, I don't... I thought Beck put it... I thought Beck played it safe with this last album. And, well, you know, that's fine. I'm not saying it was bad for that. I'm just saying that I don't. I didn't think that was anything special. I thought this was a little bit more special. Here's, here's my question. So this is more of, like, a generic question than it has to do with the album. When did alternative just become... It was, it was too weird to fit into any other category. Exactly, the uncategorizable yeah, like, music. When did that happen? Forever ago, when it was created. Because Well, it always, it always used to be kind of like rock, I, I That's thought. That's alternative rock. Uh, That's true. So alternative is... That's like Foo Fighters' alternative rock. Yeah, but it's not like so strange that nobody can fucking stand it. I don't know. Well, it's not, it's That's not, why it's there. It's the strange shit that's still It's the stuff that poppy, tries to be experimental really. but stays poppy. It's not experimental. Uh, okay. Yeah. And I, I, you can probably get some sense of experimental with this album, but it's not experimental at all. But it's enough to say alternative, all right? Right. Well, like, I, what else would you categorize it as? Like, really, like, it's not, like, hip-hop. It's not pop. It's definitely not pop. Yeah. I have no idea. Progressive. Nah. That's just adult nah, listening. If we're just going by, like, weird stuff, I guess Bjork, I can see why it fits in this category. I've actually listened to... The- you're, you're going up against Bjork and Beck. This is the category. Yeah, and I think I think alternative is a j- bigger genre that's alternative pop, alternative hip hop, alternative rock because the Arctic Monkeys they're not really alternative they're rock but you couldn't put them in hard rock so they put them in alternative yeah they put them in right? alternative can't can't put them in like metal or anything like that. yeah yeah so I mean I can see where this is alternative because like I said there she had some weird sounds to some songs and I liked it because it was like you know it was wasn't grating it was just different and it was you know. It's that 80s vaporwave stuff. Dude, they, she did have an 80s song, Sugar Boy. It was a straight 80s song. It was terrible. Yeah. I didn't like it, but, I mean, it was just different. Um, so, um, I, I liked it. I've, I've heard, I have heard songs from her. I didn't know it was a her, honestly. When I first listened to it, I thought it was a group. But it's just one girl. So yeah. that's pretty impressive because a lot of this she writes herself. So 
that's you know that's that's pretty cool and um you know i i definitely listened to some of these songs more but well, i couldn't listen to the album as a whole again i'm certainly not discounting her talent i mean no. she's not anybody like beck or anybody else who can come up with songs like that just off without really thinking about it is very impressive to me but it's not my style i'm not a huge fan I probably wouldn't listen to this again unless I was forced to. If, yeah, they, were, if, they, were, if they were going to take my left thumb if I didn't listen to this album, I'd probably listen to this album. I mean, I would listen to this album again. Yeah. It'd probably go Leon Bridges, then this one, then Post Malone. Out of all three, for me. Just because I like the style. I mean, I like to listen to alternative uh, types of music. I, I give Leon Bridges a little bit of edge out on that just because... I don't know. I guess I like kind of jazzy stuff. Yeah, I definitely put that on more often than the It was a little sure. bit of a change, and I still enjoyed it, so I think that's why I put it higher, because I'm used to listening to alternative stuff, but then Post Malone was just kind of there. It wasn't bad. It wasn't blowing my socks off. No, yeah. he, he wasn't it going was, for that. I mean, for me, it was the lone rider of music. Yes. Wow. He wasn't going... No, he, and he wasn't going for... He knew exactly what he was doing. He was okay. making singles yeah. for people to listen to. That's fair. All right. I do, I do think Leon Bridges was the one who kind of knocked out of the park on these Yeah, guys. I think it's my favorite one out of the six besides um, Gold Now. I, I really like that. I still can't Leon get Beck. over it. I, I love that album. I put Beck, Leon Bridges, uh, St. Vincent. Uh, you, just, you just don't like country. Yeah. I, I hate country. We've been over this in two podcasts. <laughs> and that's fine. I was pissed that's off when we chose it. We're just, uh, yeah, we're not going to worry about that. What was we're the sixth not... one? Who was, uh, yeah, Casey Oh, Morgan. she. Her. Jesus. Her. Uh, I'd probably, I don't even know her. if this contradicts what by I said her, last Who year. is not her by her. Correct. Right. It's the other her. Yeah, uh, I don't even know what I said last time we were here. I'd probably put Beck, then Casey Musgraves, and then her, but I yeah. really... I really reiterated that I don't like country, so that's probably be on the bone. Because that is a country album, through and through. They may have some other shining moments, but it's still a country album. Not right. You know, it's it was a good album, but it wasn't for me, so that's probably why I personally rate it lower. But hey, it's understandable. At least I can. I would probably, if I was going for best album of the year, I could see why it was chosen over Post Malone. I can respect. I can definitely see why it was the best country album. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, easy. Yeah. It's uh, not that hard. It was the best country album because I didn't listen to any other ones. Yeah, there you go. Problem solved. All right, so now that we're off the Grammy kick, we gotta we gotta decide some fresh stuff, some new yeah. stuff. So I think next week we're just gonna have some fun with it and go with uh, some morbid stuff. No, nothing, nothing new. Just whatever we feel like our favorite stuff. So expect some less than Jake. Expect some morbid stuff. Wait, we're not picking new stuff. I'm picking new stuff. He wants to go with something. Then have to Pink Floyd the Wall. Like, if you want to, that's what you're into. Uh, we'll see. All right, I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll pick whatever Kevin wants to do. Yes. Alrighty. So thanks as always Some for listening. Six in there. Thanks as always for listening, and uh, especially to our friends in Iceland. I don't know why we've got like eleven. What's up, Iceland? We got eleven listeners in Iceland. I'll see you in a couple of years. Keep listening, and if you want to email Smash us, that subscribe button. Below, yes. <laughs> fucking leave us comments on what you guys want us to talk about. We're still going to talk about just music and alcohol, so, I mean, if And if you want that, us to start a conspiracy theory podcast, we will. <laughs> we just need support. Did Courtney Love kill... Uh, Kirk Cobain? No, Cobain. she did not. Not directly, at least. I choked Linda Lovelace. Hey, this guy gets it. <laughs> Watch right. Joe Dirt. It's a good one. Good night, everybody.